Hello and welcome to another moment with Eric Fleming. This is Eric Fleming, your podcast host. So I guess the question I need to ask, you know, I don't really get it, but, you know, I'm sure somebody does. Or else this person wouldn't keep getting support. But the question I have is, when did it become okay to double down on dumb? Right? <coughs> Excuse me. When did it when did it get to a point where it was okay to continue to screw up and never acknowledge it? Because I, I just I don't get that. And of course you know who I'm talking about. You're you're president of mine. Um, we're just trying to figure that out, especially when there's lives on the line. And, and and here's here's the thing that really insults me and and several other people who actually try to think about things, right? He he actually thinks we're stupid too, and I think that's more insulting than the doubling down on dumbness is that he thinks that we're just as stupid. Now, I don't know if Trump supporters are loyal to a fault, loyal because of ignorance, combination of both, what the deal is. All I know is, is that majority of Americans don't think like the people who are blindly loyal to you, Mr. President. They don't. And you need to start acting like a leader like that. Now, I know it's too late. I know it's too late in your life and you have already impacted your offspring where they're, they're not going to be any different or any better, right? But I just want to say this on behalf of every American that is not loyal to you. We're not stupid. We're not. Now, our level of caring may vary amongst those people, right? But as far as the general consensus, yeah, we're not stupid. Um, I think there's some people that are supporting you for the same reason that you're president, is they're making money off of it. I don't really think anybody that really thinks or is in good conscience um, believes a lot of stuff. I think they they try to make you believe it by doing outrageous things like you do, but... <clears throat> I, I just come to think that when it's gotten to the point where the majority of people are questioning the decisions that you're making, you know, it's like the Republicans on the Hill have been loyal to you, but every now and then they have to have a reality check because they, they're human. And, you know, they just, they can't jump off every cliff with you. Right? Now I'm saying all that 
in the pretext of several things. But let's let's start with the one that's actually costing people lives. And uh, Congresswoman Ocasio-Cortez said it best, and as blunt as you can say it, what we're watching is an attempt at genocide for a group of people who the majority of them don't really have a beef with the people trying to hurt them. Now, there's some disdain, right, between the Kurds and the Turks. Even to the point where some factions, well, a faction of the Kurdish community organized a terrorist organization to go after Turkey and its leadership. And that's kind of more retaliation for the Turk. Turks always, wow, that was almost a Freudian slip, the Turks always picking on the Kurds, right? Because the Kurds are not Muslim people. So, you know, there's been this battle. But, what has really happened? What has really happened is that a series of unfortunate events has put the Kurdish people in a very precarious position, the point with a dire position. But it's they're they're actually pawns in this end game, right? And they gotta feel that way. So the Kurds did what was asked them to do and they defeated ISIS with our help. And because of pecuniary interest that Donald Trump has in Turkey, he offers Erdogan an opportunity to reclaim an area that was questionable whether it's it's questionable whether it's Syria, Syria's area or Turkey's area first place and the Kurds just kind of occupied it right but based on most geopolitical assessments it's Syrian territory and the Turks are demanding control of that or demanding access to it so they can go after the Kurds. So the Kurds, of course, and we've detailed this on this podcast, that they've reached out to the Syrians and the Russians since they felt the Americans abandoned them to protect them against Turkey. Then the president sends Mike Pence, our vice president and secretary of state, Mike Pompeo, Mike and Mike. They send Mike and Mike over to talk to Erdogan. And somehow, some way, 
they say, okay, but we got a ceasefire. Now everybody's like going, no, okay. But then, of course, the one thing you learn, right, being in this process, especially being legislators, right, that you know that the devil is in the details. The short title of the bill may be great, but the bill itself may be, you know, a straight passage into hell, right? And so a ceasefire sounds lovely. And we were talking about five days. Okay, here's the catch. The Kurds have to leave. They've got five days to pack up and go. Now, they have a place to go, thanks to them doing what they did to ISIS. They could resettle in the northwestern part of Iraq. And, um, you know, I mean, that would be, be a journey where they can settle in in Syria somewhere or, you know, at least make the transition. But the main thing is to get out of that particular area that they're settled in. All right, so we're going to uproot these people. And the Turks have promised not to shoot at any of them over the next five days. Well, of course, that 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 hasn't lasted. That didn't even last 24 hours. They're, 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 they're still fighting. So we don't know what, as, as of this podcast, don't know how the president is going to man up on that one. But he's already made it apparently clear that he doesn't really give a damn about the Kurdish people. You know, he has said inane things like, well, you know, the, the Turks have had a problem with them or, you know, there's always fighting. Let them, they, maybe they just need to fight it out. Now, I granted, the Kurds actually are pretty good ground fighters and all that, but the reason why they were really effective was because they had the United States Air Force bombing the crap out of ISIS. <laughs> you know, the Kurds would push them into a spot and then we wipe them out with bombs, and that pretty much was the pattern. Right? Now, if the Kurds were their own nation and they had their own air force and army and marines and navy, all that stuff, well, yeah, let them fight it out, maybe. Try to limit any American loss of life in that skirmish. But since the Kurds are kind of almost like the Palestinians, that they don't really have a land of their own, and yet they have not tried, well, the Palestinians have, but as, as the, and the Kurds had a faction that did. But for the most part, haven't really escalated it to the point where it's like either you give us a place where we can go home or we're, we're just going to just be a terror to everybody, right? Hang out of that point. But the ironic thing is, is now that you've moved the Kurds out, 
you have basically created a world where the two most despised countries in that region are the United States and Israel. And by moving the Kurds out, you have actually given a, 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 a way because you're getting the, U, the U.S. troops are already leaving. And so now that you get the Kurds out of the way, you basically have Syria, Russia, Iran now is unencumbered to go after, now that ISIS is out of the way, they're unencumbered to go after Israel, right? And Turkey could give less than, it's the one NATO partner that gives less than a damn about Israel, right? They don't care about that. Um, of course, the Israel has put themselves in a position because you have Netanyahu still has some, which I still don't understand how somebody who's under indictment can even run, let alone be talking about putting together a coalition government. I, oh, you know, and everybody's been real quiet about that since that election was real close. You know, anyway, we've, we've been distracted a little bit in the United States and in the world with, but on the other side, on the western side of all of that chaos in Syria, there's Israel. And if Netanyahu is the guy in power, then I would suspect that a wrong word or a wrong move is going to be said, and then it's going to be total chaos over there. Because Russia is playing on Syria and Iran's hatred of Israel and the United States being over backwards to protect them, especially now when you have a nationalist U.S. president and a nationalist Israeli prime minister occupying the office at the same time, it kind of makes the Russians palatable to some people. And that's a dangerous, dangerous thing because Vladimir Putin is not Boris Yeltsin. He's not Mikhail Gorbachev. He's, he's Stalin. <laughs> he's Stalin. He just ain't got the money or the territory or the the, co the coalition of the willing or the submissive, as in Stalin's case was, right? So now Putin, because of this one particular move, has become even more dangerous. And just the, how remarkable that is, the state of Texas's economy is bigger than the economy of Russia. But Putin is his threat, right? Because he's manipulating all these players, especially in the Arab world, to create a threat against Israel, which 
kind of puts the United States in a box. Because we've already made a blood commitment that if something happens to Israel, we have to go and deal with that. Right now, thanks to the dumbness of our president, because prior to that, of course, you know, he struck down that deal with Iran, the nuclear deal. And so Iran is back to building nuclear weapons. Despite the Europeans, hey, wait, 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 you still got to deal with us. It's like, yeah, we didn't care. You're, you're the EU. You can't even keep Britain. We're not threatened by you. But the United States, so different. Say her pound gorilla. If they out of the game, we don't care what y'all say or do. Right? And let's not forget that little dude over in North Korea. Now, he's in his own little space. Literally. In his head, geographically, all that stuff. Right, but he aligns himself as a communist, same as China, and that's what the Soviet Union was. Now it's capitalistic, quote unquote, Russia. And I say capitalistic, quote unquote, because yeah, you got Russian billionaires out of the wazoo, especially dealing with oil primarily. But Putin gets a gets a tribute from each one of those guys. So if you're a billionaire, you're a billionaire, you're a billionaire, and all y'all pay one guy, and you're the, some of the richest people on the planet, and you're paying that particular guy so you can make your money. Well, how much money is this dude worth, right? And I guarantee you that money is not general fund money. That money is Putin's money to do as he wants to do, which is why you can saber rattle and your economy is not bigger than the state of Texas. Right? But Kim Jong-un, push comes to shove, if it came down to which side you gonna be on? He gonna line up with Putin. Alright? And what what people would think is outdated will will come back to fruition in a fierce way is that and it'll be multifaceted. And I'll get into that a little bit on the other side because I want to get back to the dumbness, right? And I'll say this. All this stuff I've been talking about already, and we spent about 20 minutes talking about it, is based off of something stupid, something dumb, something irrational, as the president will say, unconventional, that he did. Yeah, unconventional is a nice word for, for a fuck-up. <laughs> that's basically, that's, that's, that's kind of the smooth word for it. You know, foobar. And um, we'll continue to discuss how foobar it is and then get back to 
his other doubling down on dumbness on the other side. Alright, so we're back. And like I was saying, to kind of close it out, all of these events have happened because of Donald Trump's dumbness. His deal with Ergeron, which by the way, he said that he threw that letter in the trash and even though he was very polite and very nice to uh, Vice President Spence and Secretary of State Pompeo, the Mike and Mike boys, that uh, he still he still remembered Trump trying to talk tough to him. At least that's the message he's conveyed, right? And so Donald Trump is going around spinning this and saying, "Yeah, this was unconventional." You know, and, and we got this ceasefire deal and it's going to be great. And, you know, if if the Kurds are not out of the way, well, maybe they do need to fight it out. And, you know, the Turks have bad blood. But stop that. You know, I mean, I guess in one sense he's owning what he's done, but he's 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 owning it. In the wrong way, he's doubling down on dumbness. And unfortunately, people people have died already, and they're going to die. More people. And he's created this whole world scenario where it's like either World War Three is going to start in Israel, somewhere close. Because you have Netanyahu, again, who is going to, if he's, he has control of the government uh, in the coalition, he's going to be belligerent, as he has always been. And he will have conflicts within his borders, dealing with the Palestinians, because the Palestinians will side with anybody that's against Israel at this point. So if Syria, Iran, Turkey, Russia goes after Israel, Palestine's right there in that fray. And Saudi Arabia is not going to go against Iran and Iraq. Well, Iraq probably won't get involved, per se. I can't see Iraq or Saudi Arabia going against their Muslim brothers for Israel, despite no matter how many U.S. weapons they have. And the United States can threaten sanctions all they want. All they got to do is look at Turkey. I said, well, Turkey's still doing what they're going to do when sanctions are being put on there. Russia is doing what they want to do with sanctions. China, you know. Everybody's got sanctions by the United States. I mean, even even the people that'll be fighting with the U.S. trying to protect Israel, they 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 some of those countries have sanctions or tariffs on them, right? 
I don't know people are always talking about, and I know people probably think, God, this guy, he just, he goes to this extreme about all this stuff. This is the reason why you have foreign diplomats. This is the reason why you have secretaries of state. This is the reason why you have ambassadors, right? This is, this is what you try to avoid. These outcomes, these dire outcomes, these extremes, as you say. This is the reason why you have these people. So you can avoid those kind of things. And when those people tell you, hey man, don't do that. It's, a lot of times, it's not really a suggestion. You cannot do that. You know. And, and I think Donald Trump has this mindset where it's like, you know, other presidents have come in and I'm sure they thought, well, hey, I'm the president. If I make this decision, no, there's some decisions, Mr. President, that you cannot make. That you're going to have to trust those of us who deal with this stuff. To handle it. Because we're seeing something a little bit different than what you're seeing. In the old office. And the president has to trust them on that. And that's hard. Especially when you know. That you have the power. To alter world history. <laughs> but sometimes power. The greatest wielding of power. Is not using it. Right. Or not demanding that what I say goes as opposed to anybody else. I'm not signing off on anything. I'm going to tell you what's happening. If you if you got that guy, you got a problem. And that's what we got. We got a problem. And that's why John Bolton, my favorite Yosemite Sam lookalike, he, he had to leave. And John Bolton, everybody pretty much says he's he's super hawk. There's no doubt about that. But he even he got frustrated with Donald Trump and his stupidity and his and his lack of understanding or lack of wanting to understand. I mean, I I probably wouldn't want to be the national intelligence director knowing that my president doesn't read intelligence briefings. That would scare me. Right? Now people are doing their duty for the country and blah, blah, blah. Like, hey. You know, and, and then he says, well, you know, these people, referring to the Democrats, the Democratic Party of the United States, he refers to the Democratic Party as being the party. Well, now let me take this back because I, I do this a lot. Because there are obviously some evil people out there called the Democrat Party. I don't know who those people are. Never been affiliated with them. Have no clue who are. I have been a member of the Democratic Party of the United States all my life. All my political life. I have served on the Democratic National Committee. Uh, and I have served on the State Executive Committee of the Mississippi Democratic Party. I've been the chair of the Heinz Democratic Party. But this Democrat party that you you folks on the right talk about, I don't know who the hell those people are. 
But obviously, there's some bad folks as far as you're concerned because they, you know, y'all devote your whole media mess and all that. But I'm a member of the Democratic Party. So whatever beef y'all got with the Democrat Party, y'all handle that. But when you want to talk to the Demo Democratic Party, that'd be us. That's who Nancy Pelosi's with and all that. You know, and maybe that's why they don't respond to you the way that they should, because you keep talking about this Democrat Party and they're not a member of the Democrat Party. They are Democrats or you are a Democrat because you are a member of the Democratic Party. But, you know, we're not we're not a member of the Democrat Party. Nonetheless. Donald Trump wants to paint this picture like, oh, they're out to get me and they want me out of office. Yeah. Yeah. And at this particular point, ain't got, it's, it's nothing to do with politics. It was strictly about politics. We'd wait till the next election. We already did half the damage by getting control of one half of Congress under your watch. So, yeah. And even if you manage to get reelected, I think we're going to get control of Congress altogether. Then we're going to get both houses. Right? So, you know, and we might even take one or two from a southern state. That's how crazy it is right now. Right? But, If it was strictly politics, Mr. President, we just wait till 2020 and beat your brains out based on your doubling down on dumbness, right? And and people responding to the call to make some time to make a change on the first Tuesday in November 2020. I think I think people are going to do that. So no, this is not about politics. This is about National security at this particular point. This is about the integrity of the office of the presidency at this particular point. This is about the United States Constitution and the institutions created thereof. Right? That's, that's what this is about. And since you don't get that, that's fine. You can be a spectator to your own demise. I think any emperor with no clothes on thinking he has the finest garments in the world walking around naked in the middle of the street, I think that's a perfect ending for you to watch your de de demise as a spectator that can't control it. Right? I don't know why you think again that you think that we don't understand? But here, here's another example of that, right? I, but you still try it, right? But I, I don't know why. So your press secretary, Baroni, Mulvaney, I think, gets out there. And I guess it was maybe frustration, 
Maybe it's just truth-telling. I don't know. But he just basically said, get over it. Quid pro quo, get over it. We deal with a lot of foreign governments that way. That's what he said. And then, of course, President's like, well, I don't know if he said that. He's a good guy. I hadn't heard that, blah, blah. You hear everything. You know everything. You brag about the fact that you know everything, and you hear everything, and you see everything. So we always know that's your, that's your tell for lying. Oh, well, I, I hadn't heard. Oh, I don't know him. You know, you heard it. Now, a lot of times you may not have the chance to cuss that person out, which I get that, right? But you heard it. And so the official line is, well, it wasn't. And then he tried to be slick with it and said, well, I didn't say it was quid pro quo between the Ukrainian government and dealing with the 2016 election. No, it wasn't about the 2016 election. It was about Hunter Biden being on the board of a of an energy company called Burisma. That's, that's what it was about. It wasn't about the 2016 election. That wasn't what the quid pro quo was for. The quid pro quo was, I got $391 million for you. Give me some dirt on Hunter Biden. Do me that favor. That was a quid pro quo. So no, it didn't have anything to do with the 2016 elections. I got that. I hope a lot of other people picked that up. Yeah. So even in you doing your backtracking, deflected spin, you can lie. <laughs> can lie. Because you had, you had told the truth. And you told how you really felt about it. You want us to get over it. You want us to leave y'all alone and let y'all just disrespect the Constitution, disrespect the institutions of the government, uh, make as much money off you can on the government. And then there's the, the final thing. You think people don't know that you pimping the government too? I mean, how... How how ironic is that that the that you had Dick Cheney's daughter, Mr. President, your son, Junior, um, Ron Paul's son, Senator Rand, um, and Mitt Romney's niece, Senator Romney's niece, who's the chair of the GOP. All of them are basically trying to trash Hunter Biden. Oh, he's just playing off of his daddy's name. Really? Well, Mitt Romney's niece is your uncle's name. Really? So the famous people in your lives had nothing to... Washington, D.C. I mean... The Bushes, which is why they were so, so initially angry at the Clintons, right? But then they came to understand that the Clintons were the fairy tale, at least Bill was. 
to keep the American dream thing going and then Barack Obama later, right? See, the Bushes finally got it. Because they were royalty. They were royalty. It was like the... <sighs> Hammerman and, and, and Bushes... Prescott Bush and Avril Hammond, and they, I mean, uh, Hammerman, I, I've got, now i got to think of their name. Anyway, these folks, you know, Harriman, Avril Harriman. So you got the Harriman and the Bush families interconnected, working together in a business, all this stuff. And so their offspring, you got folks raising money for the Democrats, raising money for Republicans, running for all these particular offices. But they are all interconnected. All of these people were interconnected in politics. And for those people who get elected to those 435 house districts, that's where you get the new blood. And that was the design. That's why it's the people's house, the house of representatives, because these were the people that looked more like the United States, not the hundred lords or the senators, right? That initially you couldn't even elect the local legislature chose who the senators would be until constitutional amendment changed that, right? So, you know, <laughs> for for the Republicans to try to say, well, you know, he's just playing off his daddy and all the people telling these folks, and they're going, yeah, that's right, he shouldn't be fighting all this. Some of y'all wouldn't have gone to college if it wasn't for your daddy, your mama. Y'all wouldn't have got accepted. Some of y'all wouldn't have jobs if it wasn't for your daddy or your mama. And you want to buy into privileged white people telling you that what Hunter Biden is wrong? And they're all in positions of power because of their, their their parents? Seriously. That seat in Wyoming has been held by a Cheney <laughs> since I was born, or nearly born, or after I was born, for sure. All my life, father, mother, daughter have all held that seat. That's Wyoming. They only get one congressional seat, and the Cheney has been in that seat most of the time. Since the 20th century. <laughs> we're, we're 20 years in the 21st. <sighs> yeah, so y'all stop buying into that stuff. Got some folks upset in local politics. Hey, you know, he's in this and his wife's trying to run for something. Man, grow up and get in the game. Because y'all ain't got time to do it. Y'all ain't got time to do it. So if this guy and his wife want to serve in public office, okay. Woohoo, yay. The issue is, are they qualified? They're not qualified. Because y'all tolerated them white folk doing it. I mean, 
George Wallace got term limited, so Lurleen got to be governor. They named legs after her and stuff because she, you know, did George K back and, and won again. Yeah, so don't get into this hype about, but see, that's the doubling down on dumbness because they, they try to get you to say, ooh, that's bad. No, if it's bad for Hunter Biden, it's bad for the folks saying it's bad. Because most of these folks, their daddy or their mama or somebody was like the mayor of a little town or, or on the school board or something. On the mill that everybody worked for or something to develop this sphere of influence. Heck, you got Donald Trump has a guy from Georgia who was the governor and his nephew is in the United States Senate right now. And both of them say, well, the Hunter Biden thing. Man, shut your mouth. But that's doubling down on dumbness. They think that we can't decipher and figure that out. And for those people who just drink that Kool-Aid and be like, okay, stop. Stop. Stop giving these folks power by surrendering your intelligence. Stop. Just stop. It's, it's time out for us accepting stupidity as normal. It's time out for us accepting dumbness as a defense a viable political defense, period. This is time. You can't fix stupid, but you can't embrace it either. <laughs> right? Ron, I love you for that. You you always be my favorite, just, just for the title of that album alone. You can't fix stupid. You can get it out of the way. You can work around it. But you can't fix it. Especially when they're in their 70s. They really can't fix it. So the best thing to do is figure out a way to get that person out of a position before they can do some more damage. And I know it's not politically expedient for the Republicans, but Dollar to a donut, they praying. They praying that the Democrats can pull this off. They praying that the Democratic Party, <laughs> the leaders of that party can pull it off. They praying. They wouldn't mind having a reset and saying, okay, give us your best against Mike Pence or Nikki Haley. Let's do this. Let's do it. They want to have that campaign. That campaign might reinvigorate Americans. People will probably come out and vote. But I'm going to tell you something. If Donald Trump wants to get through this storm, if he, if he even wants to 
navigate an impeachment, uh, survive that because the Senate votes along party lines, and and then navigate getting reelected again. Some point in time, he's got to stop doubling down on dumbness. He's got to. He's got to stop. He's got to admit. He's got to go up at one of them rallies where he's got like these thousands of people and literally say, I've made some mistakes because I wanted to do things different. I wanted to change the culture. But what I never want to do is change the Constitution. What I never want to do is change what the American dream is about. What I've never wanted to do was insult the intelligence of the very people that I'm here to serve. So I may do things that's a little crazy. And I'll make some mistakes along the way. But I want you to understand that I'm that I'm doing this for you. If Donald Trump had the capacity to say that, I don't care who we who the Democratic Party puts out there. He'll win. But I'm banking on the fact he'll never say that. Because he will never admit that he has made a mistake. He will always double down on dumbness. Till next time. Thank you for listening to the podcast, A Moment with Eric Fleming. If you are not a subscriber, please go to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify and subscribe now. We would love to have you join the A Moment with Eric Fleming family.